And, and welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the nonsensical podcast where we talk everything professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. I am one of your co-hosts of Wrestling is Trash, Trash Boy Numero Uno, Nick Anicelli, coming to you live a beautiful Tuesday. You know, here with my boy Lou, I'm going to introduce, but something's in the air today. You know, I don't know if it's the military man in me or whatever it may be, but man, Lou, I don't know about you. I'm smelling war. How you doing? Hey, listen, enough with the pleasantries. Enough <laughs> with the pleasantries. We are at war right We're at now. War. It's but war how you time. doing today, Lou? Okay. We're in serious, serious war time right now. I didn't wear any fatigues. I didn't feel like dressing up for this occasion. <laughs> But according to Twitter X, whatever social media device you might want to use, we are at war right now. So you guys well know I'm your homeboy, Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash, Trash Boy number two. And it is a Tuesday. So a couple different things for you guys. You might notice we're looking a little different. We're looking a little snazzier now. We have a new home for our video. So this is a test run. As you can see, we started this video off a little different. Uh, that's because we kind of threw this thing together at the last minute, didn't really realize our restream was going to not cooperate with us. So, you know, bear with us while we get our bearings, but everything looks good here. We seem pretty happy. And, uh, the father of the podcast took care of us as always this master of this house, random Rob. Um, I lost my train of thought, but that's because we're at war. It's war time. So as I was saying, this is not this is a uh, trash Tuesday. We are here on a Tuesday, and we are in the midst of uh, what is being referred to as the the NXT AEW battle for the ratings. is a very exciting time right now in wrestling. So if you didn't know, AEW is airing two nights. Uh, I don't even know where to start, bro. There's so much shit going on. So, There's so much going on. I don't even know where to start with this. Bro. I it's think where the... it all started, because I was thinking of this today. I had today off of work, so I did nothing today. Um, think it all started from the press conference, media scrum from Wrestle Dream. Because from my knowledge, the first time I heard of AEW coming on this Tuesday was then. And it was Tony Khan saying, hey, you know, Edge, Adam Copeland, whatever match, debut match is going to be then. And that was on a Sunday, last Sunday. And then I want to say that Monday or Tuesday, we'll say Shawn Michaels, but WWE as a whole, but Shawn Michaels because he's the guy on NXT. So we'll say right. listen, throughout everything, we're going to have Asuka and Roxanne. Cody's going to make a major announcement. We're going to have John Cena in the corner of Carmelo Hayes when he goes up with Braun Breaker, but that ain't it because now Paul Heyman's going to be in the corner with Braun Breaker, who obviously they're very high on both of these gentlemen if they got two legends in their corner. And then Tony's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to have three title matches, I want to say. Right? Three? Two? So here's the thing. when So who shot first? Because I guess you I would say Tony announcing, hey, we're going to be on Tuesday. Right. But that's not just because he wanted to, like, dis- he decided no, to fucking do it baseball, on Tuesday. Baseball baseball on. So he's yeah. like, "Look, we're preempted. We're gonna be on Tuesday night, and we're gonna. And it's the it's like the four year anniversary of fucking Dynamite. It's Tony Khan's birthday, so like 
he's naming it Title Tuesday, and he built up a, another great card of content to watch. Yeah. And it's so, like when all that information came out, it was like all of a sudden I'm hearing all this shit about NXT that they're going to have this. There's, it's funny because we on our last episode, we talked about it. And literally a couple hours later, it was announced that John Cena is going to be uh, in Carmelo Hayes' corner. And we were like, dude, if this guy mentions some shit like John Cena showing up, I mean, you guys saw the short. We put the short out for you guys to check that. Literally a couple hours later, it was announced officially. And it was like, that was the beginning of the tip of the iceberg. Literally, it's, the super tip of the iceberg. And of course, you have your tribalism in this that NXT is better, AEW is better, blah, blah, blah. I think Lou and I can both, I could speak for both of us here. We're just excited for tonight. Um, tonight was the first time in a long time I've been excited for just weekly wrestling, to be honest. I'm, uh, I, I said it firsthand. I'm going to try the dual hand thing. I haven't done that since 2019 when NXT, yeah. AEW first went back to back. I think it'd just be cool to do it. Then, you know, there's a lot I think that goes into this from what I've done reading. Because I try to do like actual research and read actual information. So I think WWE, not even though they'll never say it, I think took it as a threat because, hey, it's another wrestling on our night. And historically, when we went up head to head on Wednesdays, they were winning, right? And this, the Wednesday night war. Not, so not only are they going just naturally head-to-head, but then Tony's like, nah, we're going to have a title Tuesday, which is smart. That's very smart on Tony's And Hey, we're not on our usual night. I need to do something different to do it. Because we've seen before in the past when Am- Rampage, Dynamite are on different time, even just different times in the same day, it affects them. So smart on Tony. I get why he did that. But NXT, just like Raw, they're coming up on media rights too. So they're like, well, we can't go out looking like fucking chumps, obviously. And Tony's like, well, I ain't going to be no chump either. But they're not going to be a chump. But I'm not going to be a chump. No one's going to be chumps. Then Becky Lynch is posting photos of Tony Khan with her book. Jade's got phone calls from Shawn Michaels. Tony Khan said, we're going 30 minutes free. NXT said, we're going 30 minutes free. Tony Khan's like, fucking, I'm going to give you a (laughs) pre-show. Look, man, at the end of the day, like, I know there's been a lot of discourse, and I'm going to try to calm down a little bit because I feel like there's so much, so many little things that have gone on this week in the past couple of days that I want to make sure I talk about, and I don't want to miss anything, just I'm trying to blurt it all out. But at the end of the day, this is good for wrestling yes. in general. Like, I know, again, we constantly talk about tribalism on this show, and, you know, we have our moments where we do pick our sides because we just, you know, it's human nature. But, bro, we love wrestling on this show. That's why we do this. We love it all. And we get enjoyment out of everything. And when there's things we don't like, we point it out. When there are things we do like, we point it out. But this is all good. Healthy competition is good. Like, I want NXT to be great. I want Raw to be great. I want SmackDown to be great. I want Dynamite and Collision to be great. I want it all to be good so that I can watch it all and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people who want... One company to fail and the other, and just there being one company, I don't understand that shit. Like there I just, a, I don't get that. There was a quote Tony Khan said earlier in the midst of all. Now, granted, he been talking shots, calling Triple H, Shawn Michaels, bald assholes. You and, mean this guy? Where is no, it? Oh yeah. no, not there. See, damn, I screwed up. Hold on, I'm gonna um, try that again. And but here's a quote that Tony Khan said earlier, which I like. In the midst, and this is what I like about Tony Khan. 
in the midst of all this madness, he's going to talk to this guy. There he is. <laughs> That's such yeah. a great photo. It really is. That is a fantastic um, Photoshop right there. But, you know, he'll talk his shit. And I'm the first to say I love Tony Khan, but I'm very critical of how he acts sometimes on social media. Absolutely. Very just not professional. Like as funny as the bald asshole thing was. Like yeah, you probably like, bro, you are running like two or three different companies, bro. Like you, yeah, like that's on, just man. in my opinion, just my opinion, just not a good look. But this is what he got quoted saying earlier, and I thought it was a great quote. For us in AEW, normally we would do the show on Wednesday. They moved us to tonight. It's a rare thing, and everybody has really taken the spirit of it, and everyone is up for the big fight. That's what wrestling is all about. And I thought that's awesome because it's like in the midst yep. of in that, in my opinion. Like I said, I get the only negative I'm taking, as hysterical and comical it is, and I love it, him being like, I guess, I don't know the word. because I don't want to say immature or unprofessional because that might sound bad, but being different, I guess. That's what he should be saying about tonight, you know? But yeah. in a weird way, him making those comments about people is making it better for tonight. <clears throat> you know, and uh, I don't know. I'm excited, and then we can't forget – the Undertaker might be making an appearance. It was a gong at the end of the NXT promo. Yeah, it's yeah. So again, all these things were announced. John Cena, and then Paul Heyman cut this promo, this video promo, saying he's going to be in Braun Breaker's corner. And then they said uh, Cody's going to have a big announcement on the show. And then they were saying matches that were going to happen. And then they start cutting these NXT promos. And then at the end of the promos, it goes black and you hear a gong. And when I heard that, bro, I just, I remember I was eating some popcorn and shit. I just fucking threw that shit up in the air. Like literally I was like, really bro. Really? Undertaker is going to be on NXT now. To me, this is awesome. Like when I said it last week on the show, when we were like, yo, John Cena and it happened. And it's like, keep going. I want Tony Khan to bring Goldberg out tonight, for Christ's sake. I want everyone and everything on these shows tonight. But, Lou, the one thing we're forgetting in all this, before we uh, dive into news and other bullshit, too, is so Full Gear is on a Saturday. And we talked about this on previous episodes ago, that the go-home collision for Full Gear is going to go head-to-head with SmackDown. It's going up on a Friday that week. Wow. So if they're doing this, this is not the for, end. If they're and that Friday for SmackDown is the week before Survivor Series, so they'll be building. So you got to think if they're doing this for NXT, because remember they had the Friday Night War before. That in a month and in a month from now, literally, I think yeah, like just about a month and like five weeks from now, it's going to be the same thing again, and I can't wait. Yeah. And tell me if you think I'm wrong on this. So Tony makes all these comments right and says all this crazy shit which we love if they don't win i hate saying this win because we're not ratings guys but i feel this is what you have right. to talk about when it comes to stuff like this they're not if going they, to win if they don't win does tony look like an idiot not because no. the show got moved just because of the comments no. he's making i'm glad you asked me that because this is my opinion on that no and this is why so nxt is on its regular time slot yeah NXT is announcing at least four legends on their fucking show. I just saw a tweet now, which I love these tweets that says a WWE source. 
A WWE yeah. source close to NXT this morning said tonight will be a very clear example of how and why WWE is WWE and why AEW has a long way to go. So apparently they're planning on putting on this blockbuster show in their regular time slot that they have. And last night on Raw, which we'll talk about that also, I saw this commercial at least four times. Yeah, the they, they show. advertised it heavily. So Raw is their flagship show. They've got over a million people watching that show. They pr- they fucking promoted the hell out of it on, on their three-hour show yep. on live TV. And all these people are going to be like, ooh, John Cena, The Undertaker, what? Paul Heyman, what? So those people are probably going to tune in. And now you have AEW, which is putting on a fantastic card. I mean, a fantastic-looking card. It looks like the show's going to be a whole lot of fun, as per usual. And Tony Khan is promoting it on Twitter. He's on Twitter tweeting and tweeting and tweeting about this show, and that's all well and good. But Twitter is not the general public. So I don't have regular television. So I don't know if maybe on TBS they're showing a shitload of Dynamite commercials because I'm not watching watching TBS programming during the day. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that. All I see is that he's tweeting his ass off. And it's like, okay, you're on a different night and you're using Twitter to promote this thing, which is cool for me because I'm on Twitter, but you're going up against the machine and the machine is pumping out all these legends. So I'm thinking AW is going to do, I'm thinking that they're going to do maybe their regular 850,000 or they might even like drop down to like 800,000. They might lose like 50,000 just because of the time slot change. And um, I guarantee you, NXT is gonna do like 1.2, 1.5 million, guaranteed. Okay, so my hot take: I don't even think NXT will do a million. To be honest, I could be wrong. Nah, that's crazy. They're they're 100 doing over a million. And the thing is, like, if it's see, so WWE kind of put themselves in a no win situation because, like, if they beat AEW. Cool. Then it's like, well, yeah, of course you fucking beat AEW. You have The Undertaker, you have John Cena, you have Paul Heyman, you have Carmelo versus Braun Breaker with these stipulations. You got all kind of Locked shit going. Man and Oscar. You have Cody. You have Oscar. Yeah. Of course you won. You should have won. You brought out all your big guns against the other show. But if they don't win, they really fuck themselves. Yeah. Because I agree. Now it's like, ooh, these guys were on a different night. And they beat your show with all that promotion on it. So it's like they now, put themselves in a no-win situation. The one thing both shows did that I'm not a fan of tonight. Now, you may disagree is AEW, I think, has six or seven matches. And NXT has, I think, I'm trying to think. They have the Braun Breaker. They have the Asuka match. Lola Vice has a match. Yeah. They have like a six-man tag, like uh, Butch and... Rich Holland are facing like Gallus or whatever it's called. So they have four or five. Then, but then you have Cody making an announcement. Right. Then you have all these people. In. So I feel both shows are and they are doing too much with too little time. I feel both shows are going to feel very very rushed tonight. Even with the thirty minutes free. Right. Because you got to think. AEW right there, six matches, I want to say. Because you got what? You got, is it Jay White and Hangman, right? Yo, every match tonight is like. Yeah, it's Jay White and Hangman, Hobbs and Jericho, um, Soraya and Sheeta. Yep. 
what else is there off the top of my head? Why am I drawing blank? Edge and Luchasaurus. Um, who's doing the fucking the two fighting for the TNT title match opportunity? Or is that Hangman and Jay White? No. Uh no, it's Danielson and uh Danielson whoever and wins Swerve. between Danielson and Swerve. Swerve. So you got five there. And then one more, and then and so that's the thing. There's all these great matches, and it's like fuck, man. I just that's usually a pay per view, yeah. Which is awesome. You're putting a pay per view on cable, but this commercial, like I don't know. It's the only thing I don't like about either show is I feel they're going to be rushed and things are going to be quicker. You know, am I wrong for thinking that? I mean, I don't know about rushed. I feel like the thing is though. Here's the thing with the AEW card. Like this was the plan. This wasn't like. He's adding shit. I mean, I will say he did add the Eddie Kingston and, and uh, Minoru Suzuki match with all the hype. He did add that because that was not part of the original plan. But when he announced his show last week or whenever he was talking about it, he literally it was this whole card. It was everything. It was set. Like yeah. this was the card you were getting. You were getting Edge. You were getting Danielson, yeah. Swerve, you, Hangman. And, you know, you were getting these matches. So it was done. It's not like. During the week, he was like, oh, you know what? We're going to give you Danielson and this work, and we're going to do this night. NXT was doing that. They were adding shit like every day. See, NXT did it wrong, in my opinion. Because they heard this, and they dropped everything at once. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we're doing Cena, Asuka, Cody, and Heyman. Those were the big ones. What they should have done was dragged it out more. Like, I get announcing Cena and Heyman, because that was on NXT, but you easily could have saved Oscar for one day during the week. Cody, you could have saved till Friday for SmackDown. So that's where Tony, in my opinion, did it smart because he added things. But like they were both playing chess at the same time and one was doing better than the other. But this right. is, in my opinion, the important one. Tony's advertising was better because he didn't throw out my whole card at once. He threw things out, but then was strategic about where he did it. To me, I thought that was smart. I thought that was very, very smart. Yeah, man. <laughs> Again, NXT, they I don't want to say that they're desperate. That's not what I'm like trying to say, but they definitely were like the way they were just adding shit throughout the week. And then even that Lola Vice match, they added that today, I think. Yeah, because it's like, part the of the Vice match was like today. The woman's breakout tournament. Yeah. So it's like you guys are like kind of throwing shit at the wall here. Yeah, it's just, you know, the one thing I'll give though. AEW's only got that one woman's match tonight. And I think that... Yeah, they, they really got to figure that shit out, especially after watching Raw last night. Like, bro, Raw last night was awesome. Yeah, They had women all over the show. Women we hadn't seen in forever. Zia Lee, like, out of nowhere. You had Indian, Shayna Baszler looking Indian like Shayna Baszler. Indian Kansas, you know I mean? right. You didn't, you didn't trot out, like, Shayna Baszler to go out there and get her ass kicked and be looking up at the lights like no she went out there and she looked like Shayna Baszler of old which is wonderful this is something we've been clamoring for on this show forever like yeah. why can't we get NXT Shayna she's the shit you know we even had um one segment I really liked was when first of all there's a lot of things I liked about that show last night but when Rhea went backstage to talk to Adam Pierce and Candice LeRae was back there with um Indy Hartwell with Indy like usually those segments they go like this these girls are talking and then the big bad girl shows up and they, they just run away mm-hmm. like and they 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 basically like treat it like jabrones and get thrown off camera but no indy harwell was like bitch who the fuck are you talking to like who are you talking to like that 
And then she was like, no, 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 let's, you know, let's keep our heads. Let's, let's give her her money. And she stepped off. Like, little things like that, little tweaks like that help make your characters not look like dumbasses. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they, they got to start doing stuff like that, though, on a weekly basis, especially WWE, because they promote, like, I'm assuming if they go War Games route next month, there's going to be a woman's one. So you have Oof. to make credible women for that. And then oh, the yeah. Royal Rumble is right around the corner. Yep. You can't just have three people in the Rumble that you know are going to win and everyone there is just a number. Yeah. You know, by going by the week of Rumble, you usually kind of know the favorites. But no, I thought I thought um, last night was good. <clears throat> I thought it was a good episode of Raw. And it wasn't episode, just, <clears throat> to me, it wasn't just good. It was like the best Raw that I've seen in like a while. First of all, this entire <laughs> year is the best Raw I've seen this year. It's the best Raw that I can remember seeing in quite a while. Like, yeah. I, you know me. At 8.30, 9 o'clock, I'm in bed, bro. Yeah. On Monday, I start watching, and it's like, once I start seeing the same bullshit, I'm like, I, I can't. I can't do this. And I go, and I knock out. Yeah. But this episode last night had me, like, it had me there. It was, like, very interested in what was going on. And Especially, like, uh, like, the, like, people have been saying that Rhea Ripley is, like, she hasn't, her character hasn't developed, and she, like, sucks as a champion. Seeing her last night, like, she was almost, like, like uh like she was almost like breaking down a little bit like she was kind of losing it like she was losing her shit like she was talking to adam pierce about like how she wanted to challenge this girl or whatever the way she was like walking around almost like like a like a goblin kind of like one of those like um cowardly heel characters like mm -hmm. she's actually building herself up as a character which is amazing yeah. um and just everything even the even the raquel and nia jacks match was actually a good entertaining match. Yeah. Uh the Becky Lynch and um Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox match was great. Like I even, I even liked the Vikings rule match. Ivar's been on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't then, know if they're uh, building him up for something singles, but that worked too. And I'm also a fan of uh Bronson Reed going up against Gunther. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I've been seeing people online. I kind of want your thoughts on that quick. If Gunther, if Bronson Reed was the one to beat Gunther, granted they're both heels. Like if Bronson Reed Damn. he's been presented right and he's a big dude, like he's an actual threat. Like, is he a guy you think that could or should take it off of Gunther only because like I get it, we have the Chad Gables that we'd like to see. Chad Gables really, I think, like the number one people want to see. But say it wasn't him, like say that's done. Like as much as it might not have that feel good moment. I feel Bronson Reed's not a bad person to lose to. Yeah. Just off his size and everything, you know. Yeah, he could definitely be the one uh to dethrone Gunther. I just I just figured it would be a, you know, of a good guy character who would be doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because unless they're gonna turn him, you know, babyface or something, but I could see that because he'd make a great champion. I wouldn't mind. He was a decent. It just, it just kind of seems like they were. What was the point of the whole Chad Gable thing if they weren't going to pull the trigger on him? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, what was I the think, point of that whole thing? I think they did that too soon because that was right around the time when you knew he wasn't going to win because Gunther was going to beat the record. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so it kind of wants me to lead, lead me into this this news that was reported yesterday, and you know, yesterday seemed like signs of it. Maybe even tonight, but. PWI Insider, who's pretty, pretty, uh, what's the word? 
like reliable. Reliable. Why am I trying? Well, the belief within WWE is that Triple H has been knighted by Endeavor executives. The game now makes 99.9% of creative decisions, not Vince McMahon. Um, I guess we'll see, but I felt last night was a, a sign of that, if that is the case. You know, and I think it's because of little things, like not shitting on the talent's name. I'm going to say, it's just, well, it's just the obvious Vince. Like if Vince was running that show, Zia Lee would not have been on our television. Yeah. Right? yeah. I think Indy Hartwell and Kansas LeRae probably wouldn't have been on our television last night. Um, what other shit just happened? I don't even know if that Ivar Kofi Kingston thing would have happened. You know, like yeah. so much in that realm and just the style of matches, the length of the matches, you know, um, whatever. But I don't know, WWE in both and AEW both seem to be doing really, really good in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of people are crapping on AEW because of their attendance numbers, but it's I don't know, man. I can't get invested in shit like that. I'll see the videos big, like, eh, well, that's not good. But when I watched Collision on Saturday, I wasn't waiting to see an empty room full of people. Yeah, I cared about what was on my TV. Yeah, I don't it know is. You- it is. It's it's kind of complicated because. I try to not pay attention to that stuff, but it's kind of fucking important. Like their numbers are down. They're having trouble selling out these arenas. They're only setting up for like 3,500 people and they're having trouble selling that shit out. That's not good. I mean, you want your product getting hotter, not getting colder. You know what I mean? And I know that there's seasons and stuff like that. Like, you know, Things things swing upwards and downwards and stuff like that. I know we have a rough economy and yeah, you know, it, it, all these things are a factor. But bro, look at these WWE shows. Them shits are selling out 12, 14, 15,000 people. They had fourteen thousand at Fastlane. Yeah, I mean they're selling out those mm-hmm. shits. I mean all the time. The Raws are always packed with like fucking ten thousand people, no problem. Like they they get the job done. You know what I mean? And again, it's the machine. They have yeah. the marketing. They have the, you know, they have their arenas already set. They already know they got their pre-orders on top of pre-order. Yeah, they have it locked down. So I don't know, you know, it's it's hard because I want AEW to continue to succeed. And I and again, it's weird because when you hear about Warner Brothers Discovery, they can't seem to say enough good things about AEW. Like they love them. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're so happy with the numbers, and yep. they're always touting numbers, this and that, about how you know how happy they are, which is good. But when you look at live attendance and stuff like that, it's it's getting to the point where, like, sometimes, like, I try not to pay attention to it, but sometimes I even notice some of the camera work, like they stay away from showing wide shots, you know, they stay away from certain parts of the arena, and that shit is a little distracting. Not to be that guy, but when Edge comes out. He's always known from running from one side yeah. to the other side, and he's not running to that other side. Yeah. And there's a like reason. Last night, last night I was watching Raw, and there was uh, – I forgot what match it was. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but something was happening like right – so the ramp is right here, and then you have your the ring. On the left side of the ring, something – I think – was it Cody? Somebody was coming out, and they were walking towards the steps to walk up into the ring. And they showed a shot of like from the ramp, the bottom of the ramp, they, the camera was pointing like that way and showing like the whole, and it went wide. Like the camera went wide as fuck. 
So you see like Cody or whoever it was that was there. And then you just see all these people going crazy and all this shit. And I'm like, damn, you never see that in a like they never show you that shot in AEW. Like you never see those wide shots like that. They don't no. do that shit. It's cause and but it's not because when they do their pay-per-views, they sell out. Like when I when I go to full gear next month, there won't be a seat in that house. Yeah. So and then like we were saying, kind of the presentation, like how you were from Cliff going from watching collision, the fast lane, you know. I got some, but one thing I, I saw on, I think it was TikTok. Yeah, it was on TikTok that I thought was actually good is AEW's. I think one of the problems they do is they stay in the same market way too much. Like we make jokes, they go to Chicago like yeah, six times a year. But even the other things like Grand Slam, right? They always hype up that show, but they've gone to Arthur Ashe three years, and each year the tickets have gone down. The viewership yeah. for that show has gone down. Like Wembley. Like you went to Wembley and you fucking massacred it there. Yeah. Killed it. But then you yeah, instantly gotta, announce you're going right back there. Like, why yeah, they not? Gotta, they got to start going to these places that are hungry for these shows that they yeah, haven't like, gone to yet. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a bias because I'm on the West Coast, but like AEW never comes here, ever comes here. You know what I mean? Now, granted, when they come, like they're going to be here for a little bit, but like you need to be, hot, especially now that you have collision too. Like, yo, you got to yeah. be hopping all over like think about it like they come to you once a year they come to me once a year but they go to the midwest six once times a year. year i was i was looking at Ticketmaster today trying to figure out when these fuckers are coming back here i would love to go to a collision show like that would be, be perfect for me bro perfect saturday night, saturday night yeah five minutes from my house that fucking arena is right down the street from me like dude Come on, bro. Bring that shit over here so I could go to that damn show. But Hell yeah, dude. I'm telling you, weekend shows are the best, especially like a Saturday collision. I'll go out to eat, get a couple of drinks or something, go to the show, have fun, go home. Yeah. Like, that's better. Nothing's better than that. And it's like, I think that's a big problem they have. That and the presentation. They stick in their markets way too much in these way too comfortable towns. And their tickets yeah. are declining. Like, where, where, where were they Saturday? In like Salt Lake City, Utah? Or something like not a place where either company goes a lot. Right. So that's the thing. When they go, that should have been not saying sold out, but they should have easily have had 6,000 people in there. When you never go there. So I don't know what they're doing. And the thing is, like we were comp Tony's a smart dude. He is a smart dude. Like, dude, your father owns an NFL team. Like, we need to start getting these crossovers going, like WWE yeah. and stuff. Like, and they were doing good. I remember in 2021. After the Bucks won the title, Giannis, one of the well-known basketball players in the world, came out on stage, had the AEW title, and yeah. it's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then even before that, when Jay debuted, you had Shaq. And she like, you, Tony, you got to start using these crossovers, man. That's going to yeah. get – not no offense, I love him. I have his jersey in my closet right now, but, like, Dennis Rodman's not bringing you money, man. Yeah, and that whole thing was <laughs> weird anyway. Like, yeah. I just – Like, I get it. You were in Chicago. It almost seemed like the crowd didn't even pop when he came out. And I'm like, bro, that's in Chicago. Like, how are they not popping for Dennis Rodman in Chicago, dude? Yeah, so it's like, and I don't think this is us bashing. I think it's because, and I'm one of them, like, you have your real tribalists online who are like, we want AEW gone. Why? So WWE can let off the gas pedal because they don't have, it's obvious they wouldn't have to try as hard. Yeah, no, you, you want the competition. Like, there's nothing wrong with having two companies, bro. Yeah. Having AEW is not hurting you. Like, I, that's opinion, what I don't understand. In my opinion, as a WWE fan, from you could argue after Mania in 2018, so after that New Orleans one, 
where Brock beat Roman when everyone thought Roman was going to win. And, you know, it was an okay mania. From then, I'd argue until the pandemic, that was WWE's worst programming. And what was going on pretty much not during that time. No competition. Yeah. AEW comes around, they pick it back up. Yeah, I think 2019 was like, or 2017 to like 2019 was probably like some of the worst Constable WWE on Raw and all this yeah, shit. It was some of the worst fucking programming ever. Like the worst episodes of Raw. Remember that stretch of Monday Night Raw where we were literally getting the same fucking matches every single, single week? week. Yeah. Like every single week, it was the same shit. Like, remember, I remember one stretch where uh, Elias wrestled. Uh, what was that dude's name? The the dude that he was Gunner. He was Gunner in Impact Wrestling. And then he came to NXT and he was in like that group, the Forgotten Sons. And then oh, he got, he yeah. got called uh, up. Yeah, the other guys yeah, got yeah. fired. Yep, yep. The other yep, guys yep. Got, what the fuck was his name in W? Yeah, it's whatever Mac- his name was. Yeah, Steve Macklin, but it wasn't him. It was the guy with all the tattoos. Yeah, I forget. I forget yeah. what he was called in WWE. But like I remember there was a, a five-week stretch where they wrestled like five fucking weeks in a row. And I was like, bro. And they finished it with like that symphony of destruction match or whatever that shit was where yeah. they were breaking all that and i'm like bro that match was actually not bad but it was like dude we've seen these guys wrestle like for uh, like two months yeah and elias lost like every match it's like why are you guys keeping keep doing this shit and then, and then it was the I same remember- thing with Shayna and nia Jax. Yep, they were wrestling the like uh they were wrestling like natty and and somebody like every single it was like dude that shit was horrible. The only good things they did during that time period was Kofi Mania. They did good with Kofi Mania. Um, I guess it was more. It was obviously because it was a feel good moment, like Roman coming back from cancer. Yeah, and then like the Fiend. They did good with the Fiend, but like yeah, but they were I, even doing all that weird, like Lily and the Doll. And yeah, and then it got dumb. But like in the beginning, because even then, like as terrible. big of a Seth Rollins fan I am. When they did Seth versus Brock because Roman was sick, Roman wasn't there. Like, yeah, it was cool, but like that wasn't anything to like die for. Oh, and yeah. then Becky, the whole Becky yeah. rise was great. thank God for her. Yeah, so it's like, but then it's like AEW comes along and made them better, and it's like yeah. you hear, like Triple H said in the press conference the other day, like last week he texted Edge and was like, "I'm happy for you, like good luck," yeah. like yo, that is the. The creative, the guy of WWE texting a, the biggest name, right? Could you argue the biggest name or one of the biggest names in the competition? Hey, yeah. man, good luck. I'm happy for you. Like, Edge, in my opinion, Edge ended all this bullshit when he said his shit during the scrum. Then you get Triple H to throw his two cents. It's like, like why are people still arguing? <laughs> it's funny because you say that, but like when I saw Triple H saying that, I kind of took it as... Like I didn't take it as a negative, but I was also kind of like, he does he does shit the way he says shit sometimes. Like it just kind of seems like, like he, he has him. no respect at all or any kind of anything for AEW. Like it's like he was just like, yeah, man, just great. Go have a blast over there. Collect that money and yeah, you know, they don't. We, we we did everything we could do here. Like, there's nothing else for you to do here. So yeah, go over there remember, or whatever. You know what I mean? When like, AEW first became a thing in 2019, early 2019, like when yeah, they made yeah. the announcement, 
So this is before Double or Nothing. Remember the DX won the Hall of Fame, and Billy Gunn said, yeah. huh, you can't fire me, and Triple H said yeah. it. Vince we'll will buy that, that piss ant company. company. And it's He'll like buy that piss ant company just to fire you right. again. But you know what? I'm not saying he's right, because I love AEW. I spend money to watch their pay-per-views. I spend money to go to their shows. I watch it every Wednesday, and if I'm home on Saturday, I'm watching yeah, but the things we're saying when it comes to their production, the presentation, all this shit, like in a fucked up way, can you say he's wrong? Because they're definitely presented as two different things, and I think what aggravates us—maybe I'm speaking for you here—if I'm wrong on it, I think it's because I know Tony's got that money to do it. So do it, dog. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he really—I don't know, man. Again. I don't know anything about numbers or like as far as running a company or anything yeah. like that. So he could be doing, you know, he might be doing something that we don't know or whatever, but it's just something it's, that's definitely alarming when I look at, cause you know, I'm, I'm I, once you click on something on Twitter, it keeps showing you the same yeah. shit. So once I clicked on that, um, that one wrestling account that shows you like the numbers, oh, I get it every week. Now, now I get it every week, WrestleNomics or whatever that shit is. Yeah. And they also do the seating. And he he they'll do the seating for AEW and they'll do the seating for WWE and it's like when you look at the differences it's like dude WWE's running like three times the size of the crowd and they're selling out and you're having trouble selling out like a thirty five hundred seat you know arena it's it's a fucking problem and have, like and shows. it's not even the prices. Because, yeah. dude, I went to that show, and I was shocked that I paid 90 bucks, and I was on the goddamn floor for That's that show. $200 for two floor seats to a pay-per-view. Now, dude. I'm thankful for that. Like, thank yeah. you, Tony, insane. for those prices, too. It's insane, bro. I was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah, I couldn't so, believe how good those seats were. So, yeah, and that's... And, you know, and I think what... I think what we get upset or worried is because we love the show. Because yeah. I don't care. Like you, you have the typical. Oh, if you never showed, if you had a friend who doesn't like wrestling, what would you show them? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure if I showed a friend of mine who has nothing to do with wrestling a random episode of Dynamite, they would enjoy it. Like they would enjoy it. And you could argue, right? Especially like our age group, male, who doesn't watch wrestling at all, they'd probably like that more because it's more just beating the crap at each other, weapons. Things like that. Right. So it's like, eh. More like adult oriented. It you know. is 100%. There's no one can ever make that argument that, because on WWE, it's a big deal when they say bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yeah. in AEW, MJF said, fire me, you effing Mark. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, um, but so on the AEW side of things, what are you most excited for tonight? The one match, the one segment. What's the one thing you're really well, looking for? There's a couple things, actually. But the I, one. Uh, I'm you very can say excited. Them all. You can say them all, but I want to hear the one. Oh, I'm uh, Danielson and, and so, okay, Swerve. That's fine. Danielson that, and Swerve. Are you fine. fucking kidding me? Danielson and Swerve. We agree, that, right? The best wrestler on the planet. Listen, the two possibly the best you know, wrestlers, top five wrestlers this year, mm-hmm. having a match they've never had before. Like... We've been talking about this show for a long time about Swerve. We need Swerve in the main event. I need Swerve versus Kenny Omega. 
I need Swerve versus Danielson, Moxley. I need Swerve against all these people. I need Swerve in a world title picture. I don't know if this is the beginning of that, you know, because this is obviously for the TNT title. So I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm I, honestly, I'm a little concerned because you're not going to beat Danielson right now because he's kind of like on this hot streak and they're doing this whole, this is, this might be the last year of my whatever full-time career. So, you know, I don't want to see Swerve take a L, but I know you can't really beat Danielson either. So I'm just honestly curious to see what they're going to, what the finish is going to look like for this match, who's going to win. But I really, I'm excited to see that actual physical Same. match, like the actual match, like so, super excited. What I think the finish is going to be, and now maybe I have my booking goggles on because I'm going to be there. Um, but So Danielson has faced the Aussie Open as of late. Yeah. Well, who's left from the Aussie Open? Who's always with them? Aussie, right? Uh, So I wouldn't, and I know AEW doesn't go this route often at all. Maybe there's some sort of shenanigans with them, and that's how Swerve gets the win. Could be. Because I think it's a net. I think we're eventually about to get Danielson and Osprey, right? We've never had that, or I haven't had it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? But you got to think, right? Why else would he randomly be facing them too? Ah, it's so exciting. Because the three of them Danielson are kind of like Osprey. a package. You know? Danielson and Osprey, bro. That's super exciting. Yeah. Like I said, maybe I'm biased because that's what I think might happen at full gear. But am I wrong in thinking? Because uh, Osprey and the Aussie Open are always their thing. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's the route they go. And then, because what I think could happen, and then I think at thing, uh, Think at full gear, it's going to be Edge versus Christian for the TNT title. And then maybe from there, we get Swerve versus Edge. Oof. Because wow. Edge did say he wants Swerve. He said it in the scrum. I'm pretty yeah, sure Swerve is one of those names. names. That's one of the so names. So I feel you're kind of you're elevating Swerve by even if he's not in the main event, he's facing fucking Edge. That's, yeah. that's main event, if you ask me, even though it's not for the title. And then you get Danielson losing and whatever shenanigans, and you get him and Osprey. Like I feel it's a win-win. I could be wrong, but yeah, that's my booking, good. at least. Yeah, tonight's card just looks tremendous, dude. And I don't know what she's gonna be doing tonight, but uh I'm oh, super yeah. excited about Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Listen, Tony Storm right now is killing it. Yeah. She's completely killing yes. it. Her gimmick. Uh from what I understand, uh you remember the, the guy, you know, the guy Crowbar that he used to be in WCW? He was in WCW yeah. for like a little bit. Yeah. So, okay. So he's still wrestling and he's like on the oh, indies geez. a lot and stuff like that. Yeah. He's still, he's still doing his thing. So apparently he came up with this gimmick and he was calling himself timeless and he was doing like black and white videos and stuff like that. So he kind of feels a way like that Tony Storm ripped him off. But I started doing my research on it like looking at his old videos and it's like, it's kind of like, it's not the same. Like he's doing more of like a spooky kind of weird uh, black and white video, but it's not like old timey. Like she's doing like old timey, old starlet, Hollywood starlet type shit. So I hope she's not going to be getting any backlash from this, the whole, that whole thing. But cause no. she's, she's just killing she's it. Feeling, like I would love to know it. Yeah, I would love to know like what the hell goes on in that house between her and Juice Robinson. Like that charisma. Like, how do they what do they like how do they come up with the shit that they come up with, dude? Because it's just 
both of them are like on fire. Like Juice Robinson is hilarious. She's tip the hilarious. Tip of the cap to Juice Robinson, if you know what I mean. Tip to the oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Um, because it's just it's 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 just Tony Storm's killing it, bro. I'm excited to see what she does tonight. I don't think she's wrestling tonight, but she had a great match with uh, Kiera Hogan last week. Mm-hmm. Um, super Kitty fun slap. match. It was great to see Kiera Hogan have a good match where you know she's showcased and she's not just thrown out there to be you know somebody's uh yeah. squash match and shit so shout out to tony storm Our, one of those uh very uh one of those pogs those are my favorites she is good. God, are, my girls. are they married or are they just dating i think they're just dating yeah yeah i don't think they're married i but... got some news on AEW actually not for That's tonight PWI Insider. I just refresh. We like to refresh Twitter because sometimes new things happen. Yep. Sources that in demand have confirmed AEW is locked in Saturday, December 30th for a potential new pay-per-view date. What? And, and reports from earlier this year were saying that AEW might start going just like a WWE to the 12-month pay-per-view format. And we could potentially be in it. We had one in August. We had one in September. We just had one in October. We got full gear next month, maybe December 30th. That'd be cool. A little wait for the end of New Year. Wow, bro. A pay-per-view on the 30th. Bro, Tony's bugging, bro. I knew eventually they were going to go. So let me ask you your take Did they on say this. where that might be? Because I heard that they're going to run New York at some point at the end nah, of this that, year. That, nah, that was the whole note that I read. Wow, dude. Jesus, I wonder what that would be. I wonder if they're gonna he's gonna announce that at some point soon. So now let me ask you though, because some people have mixed reviews. So one thing a lot of people liked about AEW when it first started was the four-month pay-per-view format because they were building storylines. So long story short, are you cool with AEW going to a once a month pay-per-view thing? No. I only am if they're on a streaming service. I ain't paying I'm not paying <laughs> no fucking way. I'm not going to do it. First of all, the Sunday thing is killing me. Like, I can't do Sunday pay-per-views anymore, bro. I can't. I work too early Monday morning. You know, I, I have to be up. I have to be at work at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning. And I have, and I literally have to wrangle children, okay? Grown-ass children. I'm babysitting, okay? So it takes all my energy to focus on these people to get them what they need to, to get them to do what they need to do. So I can't, like, because for WrestleDream, I I told my crew Friday. I said, okay, guys, Monday, I'm going to be late. I'm coming in, but I'm going to be in at 8 o'clock, okay? So when you get in, have your quick meeting and go do this until 8 o'clock. Bro, when I came in, these people were in the back. I came in actually early. I came in at 7 instead of 8 because I was, like, up, and I was like, nah, I, can't, I, I need to get in. So I went in. And they were fucking chilling, and one of my girls that works for me was like, oh, I thought you called out today. I said, I ain't fucking call out. So that's what I had to deal with. So these Sunday pay-per-views, I can't. I, I can't, you know, give me Saturday, bro. Just go to Saturdays, dude. It's just yeah. so much better. I mean, and, and honestly, they can't go to Saturdays now because <laughs> they have fucking collision. So they can't yeah. even do Saturday pay-per-views if they wanted to. And my thing is, too, like, the runtime on them's long. Tony will never go over four hours, but my man will push three hours and 50 minutes. Yeah. He, he made that pretty much known. He and made again, that known. Again, Wrestle Dream for me, it's not hyper bowl, bro. That shit flew by. 
Like yeah, no, no. usually for me, they even fly by. Wrestle Dream is the only one, and I think it's just because I was dead exhausted. Yeah. And then, of course, like I said, and then the media scrum, that doesn't start till like 30 minutes after. Oh, yeah. Um, See, and that's the thing, too. Like, and you don't want to watch those. the show. I want to watch the show, and then I want to watch the fucking scrum afterwards. So it's like, I don't turn the show off and go right to sleep. I got to drive home from the theater. I take a shower, and then the scrum comes on, and I want to actually watch that. But then you're talking about being up till like 2.30 in the freaking morning. So my thing is, why don't you start these things at 7 Eastern? Why do you got to start? Maybe now this is the business side of things that we don't know. Right. But what if you started at 7 instead? Yeah, I don't see the point of doing the, the um, do the freaking zero hour at 6. It's already on a Sunday. So it's not like you're really worried about people yeah. coming from work and things Who like that. Shit? If you're running a show all night long, who gives a fuck if it starts at 7 or if it starts at 8 o'clock? Start yeah. it at 7. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I and agree. That. But knowing Tony, he was started at 7 and still end that shit at midnight and have a zero hour at 6. So we'd be yeah. just giving another hour of fucking wrestling. It's like, yeah, no, so. that's not the point, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. They have to go to streaming if they're going to do this monthly. Because here's the if thing. If they do that, I'm fine, you know? Yeah, because here's the thing. I want to pay. I want to pay to watch these shows because the site is great because it's free, but it's not the hey, same whoa, whoa, quality. Hey, oh, whoa. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I disavow dis- any knowledge of any site of any kind. But you have that, but it's not the same quality. Like the few times I have paid the $50 to watch it, it's just better. It's like watching normal TV. And you know how many times I've watched these shows and I want to rewatch it and yeah. I can't? Because I will have to go pay for fucking. Well, I mean, if you pay for it at home, you can. But like, I go to the theater to watch it, and then mm-hmm. that's it. I'm asked out. I watch it there, and then it's over. I have to find nefarious ways to get yeah. online and find that shit, and which I don't want to do that. I'd rather support you. Yeah. And have it on my nice TV with my remote where I don't have to freaking beam anything and just go, bam, here we go. Like Peacock. And Peacock I just think, I, I do think it's a matter of time, though. Like, I would be very shocked if in 2024, AEW is not on a streaming service. I'd be very shocked. Yeah, it's some, supposedly this guy's been um, not Sean Rossap, uh, this this other guy from the Mat Men podcast. He's been pretty adamant that next year they're going to end up on um, With HBO the Max, Max app. Yeah, the Max app. Yeah, because they're going to open up a sports, a sports page. And they're gonna have supposedly they're gonna have like an NFL, some NFL games, or some, or some NBA, NBA games, games or whatever. Yeah. And then I guess they're just gonna add an AEW page on it. So I don't know. Man, I'll say this because, like I said, I open Twitter while we talk. Sometimes the WWE superstars are doing great promoting this show. My first three tweets: Trick Williams today about to be crazy with the eye emoji. Grayson Waller, please stop calling me. I'm busy tonight, and it's a photo of his phone saying "idiot boss" and then a parentheses NXT. <laughs> Wow. And then Ivar sending out tweets. This is so crazy, dude. This is, this is great. Like, I, anybody who doesn't like this, yeah. Like, it's just, how could you not love this, bro? This is amazing. Bro, they got the Undertaker. I can't believe that. Out of all things, we haven't seen Undertaker on TV in how long? And he's popping up on NXT. Yeah, so That's I'm trying so to think. so crazy. Besides the Hall of Fame, Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> The bald assholes broke him out of jail. Uh, Tiffany Stratton just said, don't forget to watch NXT Mania tonight. Nice. But no, I'm trying to think. The last time we saw Taker, 
Oh, well, Raw. Raw 30 when he was in the ring with Bray Wyatt. And oh, there you go. Yeah. And that's when he was the American badass. Yep. So hopefully that's what he's doing. I don't want to see no dead man shit. Yeah, he I don't know. I don't know if he's in an interview doing... that he was done with the dead man. He will only. Yeah, I don't do know that. if he's. I mean, again, I don't know what they're planning on doing or whatever. But I would. I know that Baron Corbin's have been coming out on a motorcycle. So please don't tell me that you're having the Undertaker come back to fucking do something with Baron Corbin of all people. I heard it was um, Joey Gacy. But yeah, then there's the Joe Gacy thing that he's having this whole schism. He's he's having a whole breakdown, so there might be something with that. We'll see. I like Joe Gacy, man. He's been in fucking wrestling for like forever. The guy deserves like a chance to be on a big stage and like you know show his talents and shit. Yeah, no, the guys, the guys, really smart. I'm a fan of him. I just think, like I said, I texted to you last night. We got we had a great episode of Raw last night. You know, both of these shows are going to be good tonight. Like you just know they're both going to be. Look at this. Well, Nick, House, Nick, Houseman is re- Nick Houseman is reporting a source within WWE said what we open with and what they open with won't compare. Tonight's going to be crazy. Well, they said Cody's opening. That was announced. Cody's opening. So I hope uh, they Cody announcing the Dusty Road Classic isn't <laughs> ain't it again. That's what I think he's going to do now. So that's what I was thinking until I heard that. Yeah. So I don't know, bro. What is like I said, I would assume that he's gonna come out, introduce the reintroduce the Dusty Classic, and name some people, and some jabroni's gonna come out, start some shit with them, take a Cody Cutter, take a Crossroads, and then you know Cody's out of here. That's what I'm assuming and they that, were gonna do. And that's why you can't let tweets like that out, because I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck? Say it's not Cody, but what could they physically announce that they're that confident in that statement? Because if they open, so I'm going to assume that Unless they're going to they open the show. I'm going to assume AEW is going to open with Ray Phoenix and John Moxley, who we completely forgot to mention that. Yeah. That match is happening tonight. Moxley, Moxley's getting the title back, I assume. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to start with that because all these international title matches always start the show. Yeah. So you're going up against that shit. Good luck to you. You better be putting on a, a, a fucking... See, really good opening match if you're going to compete with that because I'm watching the shit out of that. See, and here's the thing, and here's where I agree with you. But that announcement is going to attract the more average eye than the Moxley Phoenix match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Cody. And it's like starting the show with Cody. That's and it's like that's where I feel AEW has got to work on things because you should want to be like everyone, not just the hardcore fans, everyone. The average fan should be like, I want to see that over an announcement. Yeah. Can but, I say something about Cody? Can we stop with the fucking... We, do we really have to do the whoa, the whoa? Do we have to do that like six times a show? Like, is that being there live? Being there live, it was really, really cool to do, though. Because it's, it's like so stupid. Because like they're playing his song and everybody's just like... They're waiting and waiting until the new whoa. Like they did that shit six times last night. I, the, I'm a sucker for crowd chant, so I'll always say yeah. Like, come the like, fuck bro, on, man. You know how much of a mark I am? I was mad that Jay Uso didn't get an entrance at the Raw I went to because I wanted to do my arms. Like uh, I actually missed his entrance last night. I, I walked back in here and he was already in the ring. I was like, fuck. 
I'm such a mark for that. Just the yeah, way. I wanted to see that entrance. That's just that's just hard. But even like with AEW, like I'm a sucker for the chance. Every, every show, I'm just a sucker. One thing I, I did want to kind of throw out there, man. Shout outs to, uh, you know, I don't know if it's WWE creative or if it's the Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso, bro. These two guys went from like being told, oh, oh, which one are you? Like people couldn't tell them apart and they said they were just whatever. You know, they went through that this whole metamorphosis of like the the when they were doing the the entrance with the you know with their face paint and all that shit and the dancing and then they turned into like the Uso penitentiary shit and all that with the new day and all just the way that they are right now where Jimmy is like yo Jimmy literally thinks he's the tribal he thinks he's the tribal chief like he really thinks he's he like never even yeah, he thinks he's the tribal chief. Like, it's hilarious. Like, he thinks he's in charge. Yeah. Like, do you see a couple episodes ago where Paul Heyman's talking and, and Jimmy goes. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul was, like, cutting a promo and Jimmy just sticks his hand on. And Paul looked at him like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Paul Heyman's going great because of Jimmy. Like, <laughs> give me the Roman, give me the mic thing. It's like, yo, he really thinks he's a tribal chief. And then on the other hand, you got Jimmy. Or, I'm sorry, you got Jay, who's like. He's got this newfound freedom. He's a baby face now. He's got the crown behind him. He's an underdog. Nobody trusts him. He's trying to make his own way. And it's like, dude, it's 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 so great how they are telling this story with these two brothers. And they don't have them interacting at all. Like, they didn't interact at all in Fastlane. And they were both in the same building. I don't know when's the last time they were both, like, in the same building like that or whatever. But uh, Friday on No Smackdown. interaction, yeah. Just shout out to them, man. The, the, the story there is fantastic. You got to think when they, because you got to think it's them versus each other at Mania this year, right? Like, you got to think that's where this is eventually going to, especially with him having the tag titles and can technically yeah. go on, even though it doesn't matter, but they go to technically can go to SmackDown. You got to yeah. think it's going that route, right? They could do that. It'd but, be uh, Jimmy and Solo. Ooh. But my question for you. On the AEW side, we already got one match announced for full gear, and it's the world title match. MJF defending against Jay White. You think Jay White's doing it? Because I don't know if he's gonna, but when he came out on collision with that Man. title, it looks pretty good on him. It looks great. And that's the problem. Whenever they I in my experience, whenever they do something like that where the the guy takes the title and runs around with the title like it's his, they don't win. They usually don't do the change, you know what I mean? So it's like it's great seeing him with the belt. It looks natural to me. Uh, I would like him to hold the original championship because I don't think the triple B, I don't think the triple B should be passed around. Like that's should, that's MJF's belt. Like mm-hmm. that's his thing. You know, they go back to the regular AEW belt, or maybe they make a switchblade one. I don't know. I'm not really too big a fan of like these personalized belts either. Uh, I, they should save that for like, you know, they shouldn't do that for everybody. But um, I know it's going to be a hell of a fucking match. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, Jay White yeah. and MJF, that's going to smack. So I'm all for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, who's going to win? I'm assuming MJF will retain. But because as as he said to Kenny Omega on being the elite, 26 more days, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit had me laughing. Damn, that shit yeah. had me laughing. And he'll be, he'll do over, I think he'll be the first one to do over a year as champion. Yeah. 
Which have the longest. And, and now, granted, it's four years, but still, it's a long time. Yeah, he'll have the longest reign in 26 days. So, or 25, 24, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is now. That's not. Yeah, I think Full Gear is going to be good because you're going to have that. I'm assuming you're going to have Edge and Christian. I think the way the women's division is going, you might have Soraya and Tony because Tony's really hot right now. Oh, yeah. Unless Mercedes debuts. Hey, oh, that was perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. There she because goes. Either debuts at that show or fights at that show because it, it's L.A. and she's presented, obviously, as like a Hollywood person. Yeah. You know, so and supposedly she's healthy. She's healthy. I saw a report today that she's healthy and she's planning to challenge um Julia. Uh Julia, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But do we think she wants to go to AEW as much as we want her to show up at AEW? I don't think like I mean, I think she wants to go there, but I don't think she wants to sign there. I don't think so either. I think yeah, she I likes think she wants freedom. to show up do a program or something like that, but I don't think she wants to be tied down to like anybody right now. I think she's happy just kind of being like this free agent and going to Japan when she wants to go to Japan and, you know, work in those shows. So I'm waiting for her to show up at impact. I'm assuming eventually her and Trinity are going to do something. I don't think she's going to do that just because I don't think she wants to take shine away from Trinity. I think she wants to kind of let Trinity shine on her own over there and do her thing. And because like, let's face it, if she shows up over there, it's like we love Trinity, but it's we're talking about Mercedes, bro. She's a much bigger attraction like than Trinity is. And Trinity is killing up there, over there. No, of 100 percent. Yeah. But again, if Mercedes shows up there, it's breaking news everywhere. Every fucking wrestling podcast is gonna, you know, lose their mind. Yeah. She's just, she's just a bigger name. So I don't, I think she doesn't want to take away from Trinity going over there. You know what I mean? No, which makes sense. And then, so I saw an interesting bit of news today regarding a uh, certain someone who I used to be a big fan of. Oh uh, yes, I was actually going to mention this, Mr. Clark over here. The uh, formerly known as Velveteen Dream, one of the most promising young NXT stars that I think that company has had ever, uh, you know, had some troubles. We don't need to get into exactly what happened there because it's all hearsay and he said, yeah. she said, or he said, he said, or whatever the fuck is going on there. But uh, what I found odd was that he, well, that part, I, I didn't. So supposedly he's been going to therapy and things are going well, but that's not the part I found odd. The part I found odd is that he's been hanging around the performance center. So that he's actually been hanging around there the past few weeks and he was there yesterday, supposedly. So Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp debunked that actually. Really? Yes. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up because I don't want to say you're wrong if you're not. Oh, see that? You see, guys, you see what happens when you talk shit? I saw that. But no, movie. that would be very odd because I saw it too. Yeah, I saw that and I was just kind of like, wait a minute, huh? Let me try fucking pulling it up. you telling me, let me see if uh, his name is Brian Clark, right? Or, Did it play? Um, Bill. I don't even know Bill. how to spell that. <laughs> Bill Bateen Dream. One of Didn't those John Cena like put him over big time? 
yeah, he was the next big thing, dude. He really was. He just, you know, he fucked up. Some real bad stuff. Yeah, again, no, no wow. need to even, like, go there. But just very odd that this news came out today. Yeah, especially so he with said like, that w, He said WWE has told us that they heard empathetically out of the performance center that Velveteen Dream has not been there. I don't know. Do you ever see him getting back in the wrestling business in general? I mean, maybe somewhere. Who's going to want to touch that? I definitely don't think. Listen, bro. If if fucking uh, what's his name can work in Puerto Rico, uh, what's his name? The uh, why can't I remember his name? The uh, dude that was in Bullet Club. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Why can't I ever remember somebody's name when I bring them up, dude? <sighs> I don't know what happened. I don't even know what happened, to be honest. He was fucking around with some underage uh, girls, but he was like, yeah, but it was in England, so it was the... Uh, it's okay, because by law, 15 is the legal age. I'm yeah. like, dog, really, bro? You gonna pull that shit? If you are not, like... If you're over the age of uh, 20, you should not be dating anyone whose age ends it with the word teen. Like, yeah. you should be in your 20s and up. Like, so, I'm sorry. Um, no, but no, that's gross. So, he still wrestles. He still wrestles in fucking Puerto Rico. And he still trains with a bunch of people. Like, I've seen pictures with him and, like, Malachi Black and Riddle. So, like, he's still training with these people, but oh, he's not, like, you know, there's no fucking way he's going to end up in uh, AEW or anywhere like that. So, but he can still go out there and wrestle. So, I'm sure that this guy can go wrestle somewhere. Uh, it just won't be for one of the major, you know, definitely one. I of hope Malachi Black majors. comes back soon. Yeah, it would be he's, nice to see him go on a nice singles run. He's It'd dealing cool. with an injury, isn't he? Something. I don't know. He did some video the other day talking about I'm not injured. Uh, I'm just, well, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. It was, it was one of those videos that I get super annoyed because I'm like, how do you have, like, I know Tony has like all these people on the roster and it's hard to get everyone you want to get yeah. on TV, but bro, how do you not have son for Malachi black, bro? Like the dude's so creative. Just put him in a program for the TNT title. Just throw him in there, throw him in there. The fucking international title picture, something. So I saw a conversation online the other day. I want your opinion. Who, Whose run in AEW, I guess, has been more disappointing, him or Keith Lee? I would say Keith Lee because um, they just came off of the trios title run. And I, you know, somewhat enjoyed the trios title run. They had those, you know, stipulation matches or whatever. And the entrance was banging. Yeah. The entrance is always banging. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say Keith Lee because Keith Lee... Keith Lee's problem is that um, he, like, hasn't figured out what he wants to be. Ever since the Swerve in Our Glory thing, he's just kind of, like, disappeared. And he came back, and he was, like, a giant magician. With, wizard. Like, a, he was, like, some kind of wizard or some shit with this big-ass robe and hood and... Then he, he went all gray. Yeah, the gray beard and the gray hair. And I was like, what what's what's going on? And now he's dyed his hair and he's kind of like back to like Keith Lee form. So 
you know, it seems like they're using him a little more now. They got him cutting promos and shit on TV. So let's see what happens. But if you're going to choose between the two, I'd, I'd go with Keith Lee being more disappointed. It's just, I say him only because he had a great run in NXT. And he was. Wasn't he like the first double champ? Yeah. Then he was promising in the beginning of his WWE main roster run. Remember, he beat Randy Orton on a pay per view. Uh, and then. I mean, I wouldn't say promising. In the beginning, the first like, couple months. Well, in the beginning, yeah, when he came out in the Rumble, he squared up with Brock. And that then, was interesting. And then, yeah, and then he then, I don't know what happened. I, I don't want to be the guy to think that it was an actual, I know he had his health problems, but then he right. came back. I don't think the weight, the, do you believe a weight thing could have been a problem? Like that they just didn't like. I mean, he's always book. been. He's always been, you know, uh, you know. I know he's had health issues, but he's always been the size he is, bro. He's he's a big dude. That's his thing. He's Keith but Lee. Do you think he's he was ever asked to dude. lose weight, like people assume, like Gunther? Because now look at Gunther. I mean, maybe maybe in WWE. I don't think in AEW they. No, yeah, I meant just that. WWE. Oh, in WWE, a hundred percent, they told him to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. I can almost guarantee somebody there told him, especially when Vince was in charge. He fucking for sure told him, you know, yeah, you know, maybe you should lose a couple pounds, tone up, you know, get in shape, and then we'll see what we can do. You know, I was just, more, sure. I'm only disappointed in his AEW run because I'm a big fan of Keith Lee. Yeah, like, I'm a awesome. big, big fan because I'll admit. So I, but until I never really got big into indie wrestling, to be honest. Not until like AEW really came around, just because you would see all these people, and then I'd be like, all right, I need to see who this person is. So you kind of do the research. But I'll never forget when I saw Keith Lee on my TV for the first time, it was at a takeover. And like, yeah. remember how they used to do people in the crowd thing? Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he looked older then. I was like, yeah. this, this dude's going to be around for like a cup of soup, I was thinking. And then he debuted yeah. and he was great, and I was hooked. I was like, yeah, oh, Keith Lee. I first so I first saw Keith Lee when I was like I found because I found out about Brian Cage and I was like who the fuck is this guy like this guy looks like a goddamn like he looks insane yeah and then um because I saw a, a compilation video of finishers and he was doing a drill claw and I love that move that move was like that's one of my favorite finishers ever like when I used to have um WCW NWO Revenge, WWE No Mercy, the video game. Like I always use that because that was uh Scott Steiner's um finisher. Yeah. That so and now uh now uh Brian Cage calls it the drill claw. So I saw some compilation video of finishers and I saw Brian Cage doing a drill claw, and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? So I went to go look him up and I saw a match between him and Keith Lee. And I was like, I watched the match. So I saw Keith Lee, but I wasn't paying attention to him. I was like, oh, he's cool, but I was like more focused on Brian Gage. And then when he showed up at NXT, I was like, oh, I remember that dude. I remember watching yeah. that match. And then I kind of went back from there. But as far as indies, I didn't like, I didn't know a lot of these people, bro, until they popped up in NXT. Yeah. Like Finn Balor. I didn't know shit about Prince Devitt. Like, I didn't know shit about him. Nothing. None of his New Japan stuff, Bullet Club shit. I didn't know about any of that shit until I saw him in NXT. So I knew about him. I knew about Adam Cole, like when he came, when he debuted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, O'Reilly and uh, yeah, yeah. Fish, I knew of yeah, them. Yeah. I knew a little. I knew KO, Sami Zayn, 
know, like those guys. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm very intrigued on tonight, though, man. I'll admit. Very We're counting down. We're half an hour away from. Yeah, the, half. Yeah, so I guess we should zero probably, hour, man. Half yeah, an hour away. Probably wrap it up then here soon. So is that on um, TV or is it on YouTube? So I think that's on YouTube. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Let me see if that shit's live. The page is live yet? Fucking Tony Khan, bro! This is unbelievable. We're having a a, a zero hour for a TV show, bro. Yeah, look at it. It's right here. <laughs> There's two point three. There's two point three. There's two thousand three hundred people waiting in the lobby right now to watch the show. Yep, I just clicked it. It's live in eleven minutes, so it's actually oh, yeah. a forty-five it's minute. It's actually a forty-five minute. Bro, this guy is bugging, bro. Oh, dude, it's probably gonna be like a. It's probably just gonna be like a bunch of um. Video pack. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a bunch of um clips and stuff like that hyping up the show and then they'll have the match so we'll see but i got it loaded i'm just up. happy, eddie. I'm just happy eddie. Uh, yeah i'm 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 down eddie and minoru suzuki bro i'm 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 hype i'm hype i want to yep. see this match so and it's what i love is that it's on youtube so i can watch it whenever i want yep i love that shit that's a great fucking deal I, I literally watched uh, Saturday morning. I woke up. Was it Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Um, was it Sunday or Saturday? Because, oh, no, it was Saturday. So Saturday I woke up, and I woke up like at 7 in the morning. I got up, took the dog out, made breakfast, and I usually watch Ring of Honor. But I haven't watched Ring of Honor in like two months. Um, so I was like, I want to watch something, but I don't want to watch like three hours of it. And I was like, ah, it's time to it's time to rewatch uh Serena D versus Riho for like the 27,000th time from the double or nothing buy-in. And I clicked it's to the point now where I go to YouTube and I press R I and it fills in Riho ah. versus Serena D. And I just click on it and it plays, bro. That's Love dope. that match, and I'm so glad that it's just there and I can watch that shit whenever I want to watch it. That's dope though. That's such a great match. It was. I remember that one. That was a good one. And we need ratings Riho tonight. I don't know why Tony Khan has not announced Riho has something to do with one of these one of these shows tonight, but we need ratings Riho. She brings in the rain. You never have you ever heard about that shit? You have any idea why I've been posting that shit on Twitter or whatever? No, like, well, no. So from what I remember, didn't like she, she have like so, an insane quarter hour number yeah, or some shit. Whenever whenever she comes on like dynamite she or something, rated. like for some reason. Her 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 time slot spikes in the in the fucking ratings. I like Riho personally. Yeah, Riho rules, dude. I'm fan. I love Riho. Um, so I'm yeah. like, hey, Tony Khan, if you want to win tonight, bro, you gotta get Riho on the show somehow. Ratings Riho. Just yeah, because you was that you? Yeah, you made the video, right? Yeah, with Triple H yeah, with Riho's a. music. The Triple H with Riho's music. That shit. Made, I, yeah, I'm, I like so stupid. Like I made that video and I like. I synced it up or whatever, and I was like watching and just laughing here by myself in the house, like literally, like belly laughing, like a fucking idiot, like so funny, so stupid, so stupid. All the things that make me laugh. uh, Wrap it up for us here. I'll go first since Lou's got control on the button. So this was the uh, this was the zero hour wrestling is trash. The negative zero uh, hour. We'll call it negative zero hour. But you can follow me, Trash Boy Numero Uno, Nick Anicelli, right there. 
on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and Instagram. But most importantly, follow us on social media at uh, Wrestling B Trash on Twitter. I'm trying to do a little more polls, trying to get interactive there. So if you're on X or Twitter, I'm going to post the poll after the shows tonight. Simple. What was better? You click and let me know. Um, I don't participate in these votes because I want to see how many people actually do. Uh, But on YouTube, follow us at Wrestling is Trash. Like, comment, subscribe. The whole nine. You guys, our views last week were insane. Our subscribers went through the roof. So thank you. For all the new ones, thank you to all the old ones. Please watch them. And the comments have been going up. Let us know. Because by the time this realistically goes up, the war will have already started. So no one's going to be worried about this episode until probably tomorrow if we're being. Oh, yeah. Um, the views tonight will be trash. But, that's but let okay. us know. Let us know what show you thought personally was better. Because um, I know we'll, Lou and I will be talking. Obviously, we talk every day. But. We'll, we'll on air say probably some things we liked about this, you know, going on. Unless some wild shit pops up in the news or the wrestling world that, that focuses our attention. But we'll probably give right. our thoughts. Um, but, yeah, so comment. Let us know which one you thought was better. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. Take us home, Lou. Oh, yeah. Did you see uh, CM Punk? There, uh, There's no – currently no talks between CM yeah. Punk and WWE. I'm telling you, as cool as, like I said – to throw my quick thoughts out there as cool as it would be that first night especially if it's a survivor series you're gonna get a massive pop out of me like and i'll watch to see what happens i'm not itching for yeah. cm punk yeah there's fan, too much going on right now there's yeah. too much going on right now for me to be like sweating this guy wondering when he's going i don't care if he I shows up as a surprise it. it would be even better for me each company is doing fine without him yeah if he shows up as a surprise it's even better for me so Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the show, and I am Trash Boy number two, Numidos, host of the Everything Podcast, goes of wrestling is trash. Rhea Ripley simp. I folded like a fucking bag of laundry if she would look at me like that. So I don't know how Jay Uso did it, but God bless that man. Uh, you can find us at Wrestling is Trash on Instagram. From there, you hit the link, you'll have access to all our content, including this YouTube page right here if you're watching the video. We thank you so much for the views last week. My God, you guys, you guys really ate up last week's video, man. So we're happy to provide that for you. We got some comments on the page. We got some new subs. We're almost at our goal for the year, which I won't say what the goal is. Yeah. But if we get there, we're going to celebrate. Uh, so thank you guys so much for, for the support. And uh, listen, let's get ready. Five minutes from now, we're going to start the zero hour. So let's go. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Enjoy wrestling.